I ask um, Pat to come up now. He's prepared a, a talk, for, talk for us. So, prepare for it too. Pat's my stocky road neighbour, so I do love that. <laughs> Jesus, Lord, we just pray for Pat this morning, Father. We just pray that you just give her the words to speak and the, the settled heart, Lord, that she can speak your word, Father. And just that we've got ears to listen to that message this morning. If we just relax and, and hear what she's got to say, Jesus, just be with her. Amen. 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 of the stick. We never think that we'll become the old person with the stick holding everybody up in the queue. <laughs> An essential part of my life is friendship. I think even people who maybe thought that wasn't true discovered in lockdown that these connections are so important. But for me, there's two other threads. One is books. Melvin said he's going to take the number one, two, three off our wall and replace it with a sign that says Scott Library. <laughs> and the other one is books. I'm a fan of Desert Island, sorry, music. I'm a fan of Desert Island Disc as far back as Roy Plumley. Can anybody remember Roy Plumley? Yeah. Uh, my husband introduced me to opera, which I prefer in Italian so that I can just enjoy the music. Uh, and in aid of marital harmony, I have learned to acknowledge the virtues of country and western music. <laughs> Who cannot be impressed by Johnny Cash's prison concert? <laughs> I love jazz, choral music, Michael Bublé, Ella Fitzgerald. Jess Gillen Sachs, American Crooners, John Wilson's Orchestra playing Hollywood musicals, Bernard Heitink, the late Bernard Heitink's inspiring conducting, and almost anything at the Proms concert in the Royal Albert Hall. Now, if you're listening to uh, a lot of popular music, which I guess I do, one of the things you notice is the number of times that the word love is used. And today, that's what I want to talk to you about, love. So, like a good citizen, I turn to the Oxford English Dictionary. I'm not sure I recommend it after I've read this. <laughs> it defines love as an intense feeling of deep affection for a person or thing. I didn't quite think that this uh, reflected the potential of this particular word. So, for a little enlightenment, I turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8. Here we go. Love is patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast, isn't proud, isn't rude or self-seeking, isn't easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, doesn't delight in evil but rejoices in truth, 
always protects and trusts, always hopes and perseveres. Love never fails. Bit more demanding than the dictionary version? Here, I think we're actually faced with perfect love, which is likely to make a considerable impact on everyday life. But, as Katie said with the wedding gown in the coal mine, is it actually achievable? I think that there are two significant obstacles <laughs> to being loved and loving others. And these are pride and shame. Pride involves things like feeling I'm better than other people. I'm more important. I'm a good person. It usually involves not being able to admit mistakes and thinking that what I want is okay because I want it. While shame involves thinking, actually I'm not as good as other people. I'm not as important. Actually, I'm not sure that I'm not just a bad person. Shame stops us being able to escape from our mistakes. And it involves living under condemnation of the wrongs that we've done and perhaps of abuse that we have suffered. And to some extent, pride and shame are in all of us. But it's not only personal, now it's very much reflected in a cultural dynamic, thanks to social media. I have three teenage grandchildren, and when they come and stay with me, I am social media up to the eyeballs. But you see, on social media, pride and shame, they easily become boasting and hiding. And the problem with pride and shame is that they get in the way of loving and being loved. But thankfully, there is another option, and it's called forgiveness. This is central to what it means to be loved and to love one another. And the way that God loves us, or one of the ways, one of the really important ways to do with forgiveness, is that he keeps no record of wrongs. He knows about the wrongs, he's not blind to them, but he doesn't make us live under the shadow of them. It took the death on the cross of Jesus, God's precious son, God's perfect son, to deal with the wrongs in our life. His death challenges our pride, it shatters our shame, and it removes 
our guilt and then pours over us in abundance God's love and forgiveness. And this brings about a total transformation in our lives. Instead of thinking of ourselves as good or bad, we become people who are forgiven and unconditionally loved. Unconditionally, we can't buy it. It's a free gift. All we have to do is accept it. And that sounds easy, but actually, you know, in life, sometimes giving is much easier than receiving. But once we've accepted this gift, the good news is it isn't the end. It doesn't stop there. This is the beginning. And we then need to apply the filter of God's love and forgiveness in the way we view other people and the way we respond to them. Friends, family, neighbours, colleagues, marital relationships. Because the truth is that without forgiveness, long-term meaningful relationships will never prosper. We can choose to take offence. What we're called to do is to forgive. It's not always easy, but it is our calling because we're loved by God. And having received God's forgiveness, we're empowered by his Holy Spirit so that we can bring God's love into the lives of all that we meet. You know, whenever I'm sharing God's word like this, I, I usually feel I'm speaking mainly to myself because God never fails to do the work in my heart. But this morning, I think there's someone here who really needed to hear about God's love for them. It might be the first time you've heard about God's love for you. Or you may have heard it before and dismissed it, ignored it. But if you feel that God's speaking to you this morning and you just want to find out more, or if you have known God but you've fallen away and things have gone pear-shaped and, well, it's just easier to put your head in a bag, please don't leave without allowing somebody to listen to you and to pray with you. There'll be members of the prayer team by the cross for anyone who would like prayer for any reason at all. Don't miss this opportunity to tap into God's perfect love for you. In the name of Jesus, amen.